This week's reading is from Acts chapter 11, verses 19 to 26. Now, those who had been scattered by the persecution that broke out when Stephen was killed, travelled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus and Antioch, spreading the word only among Jews. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. News of this reached the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw what the grace of God had done, he was glad and encouraged them to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. Well, it's great to look at this Bible passage. And before we dive in, I just want to give a little bit of the background. We started off by mentioning uh, that Stephen had been killed. That happened a few chapters back. Stephen had been persecuted for his faith. He'd been stoned and killed. And word has got out about that. Now I imagine at this time, the feelings that people are feeling, there's going to be grief. There's going to be rumours of how it happened and, and pain, confusion, a lot of fear as they talk about his death. Now, at this point, I wonder if some of the followers actually would have stepped back and said, OK, I'm just going to pause for a moment. I'm not going to uh, do what Stephen did. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to end up uh, like Stephen, being killed, persecuted for what I believe in the things that I say and do. I'm going to stay silent for a little bit. And I imagine at that time, because of what's happened to Stephen, People could have thought, well, surely that's kind of put the spread of the good news on, on hold for a bit. There's no way people are going to be brave enough to stick their neck out, to share their faith, to talk about the good news of Jesus. And really, at this time, you could be forgiven if you thought, well, people following Jesus, there would have been a real decline there because of that. Someone's been persecuted and killed. But actually, in this passage what we read we see the opposite has happened the opposite has happened because actually there's real growth there's growth in people believing the good news of Jesus following the good news of Jesus being open to what the followers have to say when we read in verse 20 we see a group of people that are not only just talking to the Jewish community they've gone further afield they've gone off piste they're acting outside of the script, if you like, and they've gone to uh, Antioch. They've gone to speak to the Greeks. They've gone to uh, the people that, uh, that are Gentiles. They've gone further afield with this message. And amazing things are happening. God's hand is upon them. Word's getting out. Word is spreading of what is going on. Now, the situation that, that we find ourselves in, there's a lot of pain there's a lot of death. There's a lot of grief. Our church buildings are closed. You could be forgiven 
for thinking, well, actually, how is the good news going to be spread? How can people celebrate the good news? How can people come together, gather together? Surely church attendance will go down. Surely that has put a, a hold on church, on Christianity for the moment, at least. But we see the opposite has happened. At such a time, and it's a crazy time that we're in, more and more people are interested, are intrigued. Churches are operating outside of their script that they've been given. They're, yes, their church buildings are closed, but their church is very much alive. People are being creative with streaming their services online, with putting courses online, with doing creative things around music and singing over a nation. Suddenly, the message of Jesus is loud and it's everywhere. And something is stirring in the UK. Word is getting out as church gather together in their pyjamas and on screen online. It's attracted attention, as we know, from the BBC. The BBC have covered stories of churches that have actually grown, like P's and G's. At this time, other people are clicking on to church. People that, that might never set foot in a building are clicking on. They're logging in. They're watching church online. They're listening to the good news of Jesus. Last week in the Times newspaper, again, mentioned about church growth. It mentioned P's and G's, but actually other churches that are growing at this time, that people are interested, intrigued, despite all that is going on. The church is not silent. Recently, there's been a survey and people were interviewed and asked about prayer. And they concluded that three million new people have begun praying during lockdown, during this time. And during lockdown, there's been an increase of 55% of sales of Bible at a specific online bookstore. Something's stirring in the UK. Now, in our Bible passage, we see that word is getting out. It's spreading. People are interested. People are intrigued with this message of Jesus, the good news of Jesus. And word has got back to Jerusalem. And Jerusalem have sent somebody to go and check it out. Barnabas goes, and we see in verse 23, that Barnabas goes down and wants to check out what is going on. Now, he doesn't go down and condemn them, condemn them or criticise them and say, hey, you, you've gone off peace. You know, you've gone to the Gentiles you know, you've gone to Antioch there. We were talking to the Jewish community. He doesn't condemn them, but he actually encourages them. He sees and he saw that God was doing a good thing and he gets behind it, he puts his arms around them and he says, keep going, keep going. This is brilliant. This is amazing. He encourages them. You know, we all need encouragement, don't we, at this crazy time. We bang pans, we clap, we cheer for the NHS, for the care workers, for the key workers. We get behind them and we say, keep going. We encourage them. It's important that we encourage people. You know, the, the definition of encouragement has links with supporting people. Support people at this time. You know, I recently... Um, was able to lead the staff prayers and I was speaking about this word mana. Mana is uh, it's a Kiwi word, New Zealand, it's a Maori word and it basically everybody has mana, it's the essence of a person. 
But what the Maori people do, they call out manna from people. So they'll recognize something within them and they speak it out and they speak it publicly to others. So I had a little go at this and, and I chose Dave, Dave Richards, the rector, uh, as an example. And I say, Dave, I want to encourage you at this time. You're doing a great job uh, at being kind and gracious and, and managing and leading us and the staff team in the church through this time. And I called out the good things that, that people see and speak of him. And then we broke down into groups as a staff team and we just encouraged one another. We called out the manna uh, in each other. It's important to do that. Yesterday I went down uh, to see the Saturday meal team and we're operating outside of uh, the script that we've been given. We're going off piste. We can't gather, but we're providing sandwiches and a smile and a conversation. And as people sort of uh, social distance with their two meters apart and, and come and collect something. Yes, our church building is closed, but we're bringing the good news of Jesus in the form, in the way of giving a sandwich, giving them food at this time. To people who need it, people who are in need, vulnerable people at this time. I really appreciate being encouraged. I've this week received texts from people from the congregation encouraging me. I've had a six minute voicemail of somebody just praying over me. It's been incredible to receive encouragement. We see Barnabas doing that in here. He goes down, he makes the journey. And he speaks well of them, gets behind it, he supports them, and he encourages them. There's this story um, about um, a concert that was happening in a specific city. There's a famous composer come in, and he was going to play on this amazing, expensive, grand piano. And there was this mum who uh, risked bringing her child along to the concert. She paid for a ticket and, and got her son uh, a ticket and came along. And she was in conversation before the concert had started and her son had slipped through the net. Uh, he'd wandered off. He'd gone off piste and she couldn't find her son. Uh, she didn't know where he was. And then suddenly she hears the grand piano being played. And her son had managed to get through security up onto the stage. He'd been drawn to the grand piano. And he begins to play chopsticks on this grand piano. All the people are horrified. They're looking around and they're saying, whose kid is this? Who's allowed their kid to go up on the stage and play chopsticks on this amazing expensive piano that is about to be played by a famous musician? And then there's a massive gasp. As they see the famous musician come out from the curtains on the side of the stage and he comes alongside the, the kid. He puts his arms around the kid and he says, keep going. And as the kid plays the chopsticks, this famous musician begins to play melodies and harmonies around, above and beyond the chopsticks of what the boy is playing. And he whispers in the boy's ear, keep going, you're doing great. Keep going. You're doing great. Now, I don't know what your chopsticks are. Maybe you're faithfully plodding on your homeschooling. You're, you're going in, you're a key worker and you're just doing it. It's my belief that God would put his arms around you and say, keep going. You're doing great. That he would add his melodies and his harmonies to it and say, just keep going. Keep going. You're doing great. 
Finally, we see uh, verse 26. Saul and Barnabas now go down. They go and they spend a year there. They get behind this great thing that is happening, that has begun. Amazing things happen. I wonder what will continue after lockdown as people operate outside of their script, as people encourage one another, as people do new things and are brave and, and step out, spreading and sharing the good news in creative ways. I believe lots of things will continue even beyond lockdown. And as we kind of find a new norm, some of these things that God's put his hand upon at this time will continue in years to come.